Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, and welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show. I am your host, Tracy Sandler. You guys, we are down to the final four in the NFL playoffs. This weekend, we will see the NFC and AFC Championship Games. 49ers to take on the Eagles in Philadelphia on Sunday. In the NFC, in the AFC, the Bengals will take on the Chiefs. But we're talking NFC because, as you guys know, I cover the 49ers. And I am super excited to welcome to the show 49ers team reporter, Lindsay Polaris. Lindsay, welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show. Thanks for having me, Tracy. Absolutely. So, we saw a very big game on Sunday, obviously. It was the divisional round. 49ers beat the Cowboys 19-12. to It was kind of an odd game. It was a definitely a defensive battle, so to speak. There were two touchdowns the entire game. There were, I think, only 36 first downs total, 594 yards total. But the 49ers pull it out in the storied rivalry. They're off to Philly. But let's talk about Sunday. Lindsay, I know you were nervous before the game, and I'm sure during the game. So how did your nerves hold up there in those four quarters? You know, we just had to check the heart rate a few times. Uh, But like you said, I think it was everything that we expected it to be. Um, A great matchup, obviously, in the NFC Divisional round. And there was a there was a big anticipation it would be a defensive struggle and that's exactly what we got uh so yeah i definitely had to take a few deep breaths in this one but i was so happy to see the 49ers advance to their third nfc championship in four years what a crazy ride basketball is back and bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. That is such a crazy ride, and it really is something else. And it's funny because going into the season, people talked about Kyle Shanahan's record, and he hasn't had a winning record. Like, it, it's amazing. They are going to their third NFC Championship game in four years. And the thing with coaching is you want the guy that can get you there. And when you get to the NFC Championship game, you get to the Super Bowl, both teams really, really good. And one has to win and one has to lose, unfortunately. But you want the guy that can get you there. And Kyle Shanahan has absolutely gotten the 49ers there. And he has gotten them there. I don't know if you've heard, Lindsay, but they are now on their third quarterback of the season with uh, the yeah. current, and of course, the rookie <laughs> Brock Purdy. I can't even call him Mr. Irrelevant anymore because he's as relevant as could possibly be and stepped up on Sunday when he needed to, you know, we saw Brock Purdy really have his most, his biggest set of adversity. I don't even know if that's the right way to say it in the wild card game against the Seahawks. He recovered. Well, there was more adversity in this game, but at the end of the day, he stepped up, he did what he needed to do. 
And he stepped up when he needed to, really, like in the middle of the third quarter when it, he led that touchdown drive that ended in the beginning of the fourth quarter uh, with that that pass to George Kittle with the bobble catch. Let's talk about that bobble catch for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, I, you know, I was actually on a, on a podcast, another podcast earlier this morning, and, uh, you know, we were talking about those game-changing, momentum-changing plays, and I feel like we've had one in each of the playoff games. So in the wild card round, I really felt that the game took a turn for the best after the Charles Amenahu strip sack, and mm-hmm. in this divisional round game... It was that beautiful juggle bobble catch that seemed to have the hang time of like 10 seconds and everybody was kind of holding their breath. Um, I think there was like five minutes to go in the third quarter, but I really feel like it just re-energized the 49ers offense. And it was a thing of beauty. So I think it's like something about these playoff rivalry, memorable catches between the Cowboys and the 49ers, uh, but definitely Kyle Shanahan talked about it. Brock Purdy talked about it. George Kittle talked about it. And it really was, uh, it just reinvigorated the offense that obviously was having a lot of trouble with a very talented Dallas defensive front. So it came at the right time. I loved when Brock Purdy would talk about it. Every time he was asked about, asked about it, he would say, you mean the bobble catch? And he would do this thing with his hand as if he was bobbling the catch. And I, I just found <laughs> so funny. And I love what he said. I looked up and it felt like he was bobbling that thing for 10 seconds. So I was like, dude, catch him. That was so funny. And I, this is one of the things that I've really enjoyed covering about Brock Purdy because he is so poised. He's so confident. He does not get phased, but he's still a rookie and every so often he'll say things like dude or that's sweet or whatever it is. And I'm like, like <laughs> still a kid having fun playing a game. And I want to talk about that a little bit. Cause George Kittle talked about that on Sunday after the game that, you know, after that catch, he was dancing around after that, that he draw after that catch, he also drew a penalty. And then when the flag was thrown, he was on the ground, fist pumping here in celebration. Then he was yeah. like grinning across the field. And he said, you know, it's high stakes, it's business, it's, these are high pressure games, but they're also men playing a kid's game and he doesn't want to lose sight of that. And I think what's pretty cool about this team from what we can see is that none of them lose sight of them and their side of that, and they're having fun. And I do think that makes a difference. Absolutely. You know, I think it's, you know, the old adage, find joy in the journey and obviously a tough defensive battle yesterday, but if you don't take a second to celebrate what's currently happening, these moments happen so quickly because, I mean, we heard Kyle Shanahan talk about it too. And he, you know, he was asked, do you take a chance, like a second to reflect on the accomplishment that is you're going to your third NFC championship in four years. And he's like, well, no, not really. We got in the locker room. Like we celebrated for a hot second. And then it was like, okay, we're, we're going to Philly. So I feel like if you don't take a chance to celebrate, like right in the moment, things happen so quickly in this playoff run that the moment will pass you by. And I think George Kittle does an amazing job of having fun while it's happening. And I actually think Brock Purdy does as well, mm-hmm. because like you mentioned, he is so cool, calm, collected, so poised for a rookie. But I think one of my favorite parts of Brock Purdy in game are his touchdown celebrations or his big, big, uh, you know, first down, big third down celebrations because he really does soak that moment in. 
And I'm so happy for him because, you know, now he's got another tough task ahead of him taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. So it's at least in game, he's really savoring those moments, or at least it looks like he has really fun celebrations. So I enjoy that part about it. He really does have fun celebrations. And I think all of his teammates really enjoy watching them offense and defense. The the ice in his veins. I I saw an NFL graphic with him with the ice in his veins celebration. Yes, I did too. Yeah. I love it. I think it's fantastic. The other thing I absolutely love is when one of the offensive linemen picks him up after he throws a touchdown or after he runs one in. It's so funny. It's like a very large man picking up a child. It's just, I just love it because it's so cute. And I just love everything about it. Brock Purdy's been great for this team, and I think it's it's fair to say that when Jimmy Garoppolo went down against Miami uh, on December 4th, I believe, and if it was December 11th, and I'm sorry, but I'm pretty sure it was December 4th. It was uh, week 13 against Miami. I know. That's that's how I live my life. It definitely uh, (laughs) was week 13. uh, That I knew, so I don't know why I went to dates, but I also think it was December 4th, though if I'm wrong. I'm sure someone on Twitter will be happy to let me know. But either way, it was week 13 against Miami. And I am sh- I think, you know, when that happened, I think there probably was a feeling of, okay, well, there's always next season. And then in comes Brock Purdy. And early in the game, very early in the game, you know, wasn't necessarily amazing, but got the job done. They win. Then he wins against Tampa. And then all of a sudden, it's like, okay, so maybe, maybe we're going to be just fine. And I do think, kind of going back to what I said in the beginning, this is a very much a credit to Kyle Shanahan, you know, and what he's been able to do. I think it's a credit to Brian Greasy, who I bring up all the time because he went to Michigan. And so therefore he is the world's greatest quarterbacks coach of all time. <laughs> In your unbiased opinion. I'm In sure. my unbiased opinion. Only, only w- w- probably closely tied with uh, Jim Harbaugh when he was the quarterbacks coach, which I think with, I think the Raiders, um, he's, but I mean, you look at what he has done, I think is amazing. And property talks about Greasy a lot. I, I noticed that, when he has asked questions, he talks a lot about Greasy and things Greasy has said to him. And I think it's been invaluable to have a quarterback's coach who's been through it, who also had to replace a quarterback due to injury early in his career, who's dealt with a lot of this stuff. And we even saw Jimmy Garoppolo, in my opinion, playing the best football of his career before he got hurt. So that's just like my little shout out to Brian Greasy. I do one pretty much any podcast <laughs> I can because go blue. But, you know, Brock Purdy has been amazing. And just to listen to his teammates talk about him. And something that that I talk about here and I think is worth mentioning is, you know, he went against this number one defense as a scout team quarterback all season long. So for the defensive players, it's certainly not a surprise, but I think that experience has been invaluable for him. 100%. And actually, I was uh, doing our playoff preview show with linebacker Fred Warner. And I asked him exactly about just, you know, how valuable do you think those, you know, first 13 weeks of going against, you know, the number one defense in the league uh, did for him. And he, I feel like one thing about this team is that everybody is so humble and always give shout shout outs and credit um, any chance they get. And he actually said, he's like, you know, I think we helped along the way, but I can't take credit for it. He's just got so much, at least college playoff experience. Mm-hmm. And he came in and really dived into the playbook and really prepared every week as if he was going to start. And I think you see how great of a handle he has on Kyle Shanahan's very complicated offense. And had he not had that 
I think that would be very obvious. So I do think there was great value in going against the number one defense in the league, but I do think it is just a huge, huge credit to Brock Purdy himself for just preparing like he was the starter as a rookie since week one. And you just, you can't make up for that time had he not done it. And it's very clear that he came in and went all in on this offense and this team, and it is paying off times a hundred right now in the playoffs. And I think he was preparing that way, going back to rookie minicamp and training camp because the 49ers were very excited about him and they, he beat nuts. Nate Sudfeld out for that job. And had they not been able to sign Jimmy Garoppolo, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch said it would have been Trey Lance is the starter and Brock Purdy is the backup. So Brock has been preparing for this for quite some time and it absolutely is just a testament to him. So now Brock Purdy, I saw as long as we're talking NFL graphics, like I mentioned earlier, there was the, and then there were four and your four remaining quarterbacks in the playoffs are Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, and Brock Purdy, just as we all imagined it <laughs> when the season began. But that's obviously incredible, obviously. <laughs> uh, but that's pretty incredible. And it, it is amazing. And he's got tremendous playmakers around him. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey just, I mean, what a difference that has made. And I want to go back a little bit. You know, this team at a certain point was three and four. And then they had that that terrible loss to the Chiefs, but they had traded for Christian McCaffrey a few days before that. And we saw him for a few snaps in his first game after he'd been in Santa Clara a full 48 hours. And you could just tell, even with the little he played, he is different. He is built different. He is a different kind of running back. He's a different kind of dynamic player. And the 49ers would certainly not be where they are today without Christian McCaffrey. I believe strongly that no Christian McCaffrey, they may have made the playoffs. I don't know that they're on their way to the end of the NFC championship game. Yeah. I definitely don't think it's a coincidence that this, you know, win streak started when Christian McCaffrey was fully unleashed. That happened in week eight against the Los Angeles Rams at SoFi stadium. And they have been on a 12-game win streak ever <laughs> since. They just kept winning. Uh, that is definitely not coincidence. And like, I think as much as his play on the field speaks volumes about who he is as a player, I think he just fits in very well with this locker room. And mm-hmm. it's not a company line, like culture, personality, buy-in. It matters so much to the 49ers organization. And You can see that this is truly a brotherhood and he has fit right in. He's embraced the team. The team has embraced him right back. Um, Post game, I actually got to interview Christian McCaffrey. And as I was prepping or we were getting set up for the camera and everything, you just see Nick Bosa uh, come up behind Christian McCaffrey and just smaller bear giving Christian McCaffrey a big bear hug. Um, And it was just, it was so fun to see how much fun all of them are having during this ride. You know, you talk about savoring the moments and I do think Christian McCaffrey is absolutely enjoying this ride. And uh, my last question I asked in our post-game interview is just how great has this support of the fan base and the faithful during this ride been? And he said he was speechless. So I think he appreciates everything about this organization and, you know, he's been a huge asset obviously to the team and we are so happy to have him. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I think everybody is very, very happy (laughs) to have Christian McCaffrey. And he also came to the 49ers at a good time at a time where they were going to be able to properly utilize him in the way he should be utilized. And it's obviously paid 
huge dividends and they're leading the league in dual threat talent. I like to say that between Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey. Uh, actually, you could say triple threat talent since both of them had thrown touchdown passes in the NFL. So uh, they are, but they're <laughs> leading the league in uh, dual to triple threat talent. And you're right. They have so much fun. Early in the season, Jimmy Garoppolo, I think it was maybe me who asked Jimmy Garoppolo about Charvarius Ward, about Moody Ward early in the season and kind of what he's done for the defense. And he said, he's one of us. And I asked Jimmy to expand upon that. Like, what does that mean? He's one of us. He said, there's just a culture and a way we all fit in. And we're a really close team. And it really is not a company line. They really are a very close team. And Christian McCaffrey, I would venture to say, is also one of them. And you could see right from the get-go just how well they get along. And when we talk about having fun, the Seahawks teams of the past, the ones that were beating the 49ers every year, those teams look like they were having fun. and Certainly, talent, hard work, all of the things go into it, but there's a chemistry there. And in football, especially, I think chemistry really matters. Absolutely. And yeah, this team has it. And I don't know. Yeah, I just feel like they always give credit when, where credit is due. And I mean, you even talk about Brock Purdy just sliding right in and fitting in with the culture of the locker room. One of my favorite things about him or one of the celebrations that I love to watch so much is him handing the touchdown ball to Aaron Banks and letting him spike the ball. Uh I just, it's honestly one of my favorite moments Um, just because I feel like offensive linemen never get enough love and they are absolutely doing all the work in the trenches. And, you know, it's just little things like that that show the chemistry of this team and how much they truly, you know, respect each other and are playing for each other. And it, it's, it shows, it shows there's really no other way to say it. And I don't think you get this far in the playoffs without having that. It really is the X factor, especially when you are battling as much adversity as the 49ers have throughout this season. I'm going to use your mentioning the offensive lineman, not getting as much love moment to shamelessly plug my story from Sunday, which was about how the offensive line is the unsung hero of the 49ers offense. So <laughs> I, I teed that up for you, Tracy. You sure did. You teed that up beautifully. And then also, as long as we're talking, I wrote a story a few weeks ago on how there's no ego on this team, but a lot of stars. So you've teed up a lot of things for me, and I really appreciate that. <laughs> you guys, please head to FGSN.com and make sure to read both stories. But anyways, onward we go. So Sunday was the last home game for the 49ers, last one at Levi Stadium. Lindsay, you're in your first year in this role. Do you have a highlight or two for me of the season thus far? I just want to start by saying I can't believe it's just my first season because I feel like I've lived five seasons in a while. I also feel like you've been you've been here forever. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there, there's just been so many. I think the Rams game was just really cool to see. I just never seen a player throw throw a touchdown, run in a touchdown, mm-hmm. <laughs> and catch a touchdown pass. So was, that was pretty up there for me. I mean, I think I think seeing Brock Purdy get his first career win as a starter was huge in week 14. But uh, last night was pretty epic, too. I, there's so many. It's just been... It's been a joy to watch their journey and an honor to tell the stories of these players throughout this roller coaster of a season. Um, I don't know. And I think just interacting with the players, they all have such great stories and talents and 
hobbies outside of football. So get having them on the podcast and learning new things about them and sharing them with everybody has been so much fun. So I couldn't pick one, but it's been, it's been awesome. Well, the journey now moves to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania for the NFC Championship game. It'll take place this coming Sunday, January 29th at 3 Eastern, noon Pacific. So obviously we're very early in the week, haven't had a ton of time to dive into the Eagles, but I do think these are two teams that match up very well against each other. You guys make sure you're listening later this week because the Friday episode will be a massive, massive game preview, obviously, but kind of just (laughs) looking ahead to study. These are two teams that match up very well against each other. Somewhat, you know, somewhat similar to Dallas, obviously the four adders ended up being the better team, but you know, another good defense, you have a mobile quarterback, which sometimes causes the 49ers defense fits. But as you look ahead to Sunday, very early, what is something that you're looking forward to seeing? Uh, you know, I think I am just looking forward to seeing, uh, I don't want to say the bounce back because I think Brock Purdy had a solid game against a really, really good defense. Um, but I think again, it is another talented defense. They're the number one seed for a reason. And I just, I'm very excited to see Brock Purdy continue to grow. It will be his ninth appearance, eighth start. It's a huge game. Um, and I think that's what I'm most excited to see because as we saw, he's got plenty of offensive weapons and an offensive line that is going going to battle for him. Um, and I think it's just about handling uh, probably similar pressure. Uh, from what I know, the Eagles defensive front is also pretty stout and they love to to get their sacks when, where they can. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to just see what Brock Purdy can do out in Philly. It's going to be cold. I'm not excited <laughs> for that. Um, so we've had the luxury of being in Santa Clara. I think playoff atmospheres just get more and more intense. So to be on the road, another huge challenge. So a lot to look forward to. Absolutely. And I personally am excited to see what Kyle Shanahan schemes up because I do think it's going to be a bit of a Kyle Shanahan masterclass uh, in schematics, so to speak, not schematics, but I just like thought that word would work. Uh, but I do think it is going to be a <laughs> Kyle Shanahan masterclass. And I'm excited to see kind of what he seems uh, schemes up for Purdy, for Debo Samuel, for Christian McCaffrey, for George Kittle, for all of them. I think it's going to be a really fun and a really good game. And Lincoln Financial Field is also an incredible atmosphere. So off to Philly we go. And yes, it will be cold. So bring your jackets and your parkas because it's going to be <laughs> freezing, but it'll be fun. Playoff football. Then that was a, a term that got thrown out a lot on Sunday after the game from Nick Bosa to Brock Purdy to Kyle Shanahan. It's playoff football and we are in the thick of it. And I don't know why I feel like playoff football may have to include a little bit of cold temperatures. It just feels like, as the kids like to say, football weather. So with that in mind, Lindsay, thank you for joining me. It's going to be a fun week in Santa Clara. So you guys, make sure you're following along. I'm on Twitter at 49ers Fangirl and Instagram at Tracy Sandler. Lindsay, where can everyone find you this week to keep up with all things 49ers? Oh my gosh. Okay. So Twitter uh, at Lindsay Lara's and then all of my articles and interviews uh, with the team can be found on 49ers.com. And then I've also got a weekly podcast uh, where I get to sit down with a couple players and you guys can actually uh, submit fan questions on the 49ers. You've got mail podcast. So make sure to subscribe on Apple podcasts to that one. 
fantastic. And you guys, if you like what you heard today, and I know that you did, please leave us five stars and a great review. We would really appreciate it. You can follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. We are brought to you by Bet Online. And with that, I will talk to everybody later in the week. Bye, all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.